the weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about two black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slay. And I am Torlisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. Luck had nothing to do with it. You earned this. You deserve this. Die lovely. Yes. Yes, Miss Die Lovely. We love you. We do. Hello, everybody. Hello, we're back. Yes, we're back. Now that Sepia has come back from her international traveling showgirl slayage at the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival, we are back and ready to give our dinner guests a full meal. (laughs) Yes, we have a full meal entree, appetizer, dessert. And some cocktails, because we're us. So... (laughs) Yep, got a um, different one. I got a little vodka and cranberry. More cranberry than vodka. I, I tried. It's actually red. It's not pink because we all know that at the hood bar, when you order a vodka and cranberry juice, it is the softest of baby pink. Yes, <laughs> yes. We are super excited to get into it today. And what we will do, as per usual, is go right into our sparkle and shine. <laughs> My sparkle and shine is the amazing Cookie Craven from Vancouver, British Columbia. She's a burlesque dancer at Screaming Chicken Theatrical Society. She also was my host for the time that I was there. She organized everything, made sure that all of the performers knew their tech time, knew where they were supposed to be. She coordinated the housing. She sent out all the letters. She did it with so much style and patience. And she, she even had me eating vegetables. At breakfast time. This is a major feat. Yep. I'm excited. Yep. And and I'm still doing it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Cookie. I had such a wonderful time. She made me my own little serenity place <laughs> and everything. Um, and I know all the other performers are grateful for her letting us know where we need to go and where we need to be. two sparkling shines. My other sparkling shine is Pin Up Perfection Miss <laughs> Monday Blues. Yes. Um, Miss Monday Blues reached out to me before I got there. We hung out. She organized the all POC brunch, which was fabulous. She showed me around. We walked through Vancouver. She was just fabulous. Anything I needed, any questions I had, you know, she was there. So warm mm. and everything. So my, I, I've made some really good friends in Vancouver, but... Miss Monday Blues and Cookie Craven, the cutest little uh, fruit ball. And <laughs> look at our um, Instagram and our Facebook because I'm going to post the picture. Thank you for making my stay so wonderful. My sparkle and shine is Tasty Quiche from Bonfire Radio. 
Um, y'all know that we love us some Bonfire Radio over here at uh, Showgirl Sunday Dinner. I'm a huge fan of what they do. Uh, my favorite podcast, Tea with Queen and Jay, is recorded out of their studios. And Tasty Quiche is one of the founding mothers <laughs> of Bonfire Radio. She is also the host or co-host with Uncle Conscious of TK in the AM, which is also one of my favorite podcasts. It's a great show to listen to in the morning to get your news from a source that's not trash. And um, I just want to send love to Tasty Quiche for all of the love that she has shown Sepia and I recently. We're just in awe of you, girl. Like, you're just such a fantastic person and a fantastic producer. She's doing some really big things. And um, yeah, we just wanted to to take the time to send you a shout out and send you some love. So thank you so much for for all of the loveliness that you have shown us recently. So the sepia slay inspiration of the day is being humble is the most laylicious thing you can do. I'm taking that back to just my journey in burlesque and my long weekend in Vancouver, all of the people were, I mean, they were magnificent performers that I met and shared the stage with. And they were so humble and humble is so attractive. And it makes you just want to be around them and, and you enjoy their performance so much because you know that this is a pure human being. So remember, remember to be humble. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it doesn't cost you anything to be humble. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And you'll get a lot more out of life if you are. Because uh, we all have something to learn no matter what. And we're all on the journey. So the nicer we are to each other throughout, the better off we'll all be. That's an awesome inspiration. Thank you so much for that, Sepia. Yeah, because karma is a mother. <laughs> Now we're going to move into our new segment, our showgirl self-care segment. And this segment is directly uh, inspired by my recent crowning as the ambassador queen of the bronze beauties of burlesque. So this is just my way of uh, setting up a platform for that and doing some outreach to the burlesque community. I think it's really super important that we take care of ourselves and be mindful of how we are approaching ourselves within burlesque and how we're approaching our self-care within burlesque and outside of burlesque because burlesque is just a mirror of our lives in total, right? It's a beautiful mirror, but um, it's still a reflection of who we are as people. And so this week, I wanted to encourage everyone to do something that I started doing at the beginning of this year to kind of shift my focus on how I look at things and how I I perceive things in my life. Uh, So I have a gratitude journal that I write in. Uh, I don't always get to it every day because I have 16 credits and that's just a lot in this podcast and everything else I have going on. But I do try and make sure that I write in it every week. And regardless of what may have happened, whatever mishaps may have happened, or disasters, because those happen too, (laughs) um, I find something to be grateful for in that. And I find that the more I focus on the things that I'm grateful for, the less I focus on what I perceive to be as lack in my life. And the more you 
focus on the things that you're grateful for, the more you attract more positivity and more things to be grateful for. When you focus on lack, you attract more lack. It's just the way the universe works. So I'm just trying to be super mindful of of what I have to be grateful for. And there is a lot. So, and it really just helps me shift my focus from being downtrodden or being too hard on myself or whatever inadequacies I may be feeling or whatever self-doubt I may be going through in the moment. And it helps me focus on what is positive in my life. And there is so much to be positive for. And it does lift my mood and change my perspective. It's very helpful. So I'd encourage you all, if you've not done this, to start, you know, doing a gratitude journal and, you know, see if it helps to shift your focus. I would love to hear from you all if you've ever done this or if you're currently doing it or if you start doing this and it works for you. Uh, Please send us some emails to sugirlsundaydinner at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions about my gratitude journal. I'd love to hear feedback from you all. Thank you. Now we will go ahead and roll right on over into our Burly Biz of the Week. And it seems as if Puma has decided that he would like to snuggle up with us on the couch and try and step on my laptop. Puma, my laptop has been through enough. Mm-hmm. We're recording the podcast right now. He doesn't care. Because are, you the burly biz of the, are you the Burly Biz of the Week, He's Puma? the Burly Treat Monster of the Week. So uh, this week, we are sending our Burly Biz shout out to the amazing Ivy Valentine of Afro Pinup. If you do not know what Afro Pinup is, I do not know what you are doing with your life. Afro Pinup celebrates brown women in burlesque, fashion, performance art, and other artistic mediums through building awareness and an archive of their rich history. Afro Pinup provides lectures, events, exhibitions, and special projects that incorporate the significant contribution brown women have made to culture and art, provides support to contemporary artists who share our passion for this history, and empowers women through positive body image. So right now, uh, Afro Pinup has an art project celebrating women of color, and she is fundraising for that art project. Uh, She needs to get some supplies, cameras, makeup, all that kind of stuff so that she can continue um, putting out her amazing and informative art. So right now she has a GoFundMe going on, uh, www.gofundme.com slash Afro Pinup. Please head on over there and, you know, give black women your money, as uh, the ladies from Tea with Queen and Jay would say. Donate to Afro Pinup and to her art project celebrating women of color. We definitely need voices like hers out there. She's doing the good work and we love her so much. She has shown us so much love and so we want to make sure that we show her love and we want to encourage you all to show her love too in the form of donations. <laughs> yes. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yes, yes. Give that black woman your money. Mm-hmm. She deserves. So our Adesias facts for the this episode, you if you listened to the episode last week, and we hope you did, yes, please you do. already heard um, my interview with the fabulous Gina Bonbon, um, and she is beyond fabulous. Um, so I'll just give you a little more history on her. Um, Gina Bonbon was born in Cuba. 
She began her career in burlesque in New York City in 1965 as a dancer in the chorus line of the, of the Latin Fire All Latin Review. She has since worked club theaters in all over the U.S., Canada, and Guam, including co-starring role in Burlesque USA alongside legendary comedian Red Buttons and singer-dancer Robert Alda, Alan Alda's dad, and featured engagements with Minsky's Follies, the Chicago Playboy Club, and Cabaret Las Vegas. She currently resides in Las Vegas. Yeah. She will be performing at the Burlesque Hall of Fame. And if you're at the Burlesque Hall of Fame and she gives a class, take that workshop. I took her workshop and we were breathing hard. <laughs> she had us doing all kinds of Latin dances. We were doing the samba. We were rumba. Yes. We had a conga, conga line. Um, she taught us different things to do with your glove. That yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and she's just fat. I mean, she's fabulous. She's um her performance at the Vancouver Festival. We're in the audience and we're watching um, and she has beautiful costumes. She's a beautiful costumer too. And she goes down and she takes off her bra and we're like, she doesn't have any pasties on. Uh, or, or are they nude pasties? But <laughs> she didn't have any pasties on. What? So Read the nipple, yes! So we were thinking, <laughs> okay, well, did she forget them? Because she is 80, 80 motherfucking fine years old. Yes, okay? she is gorgeous. Gorgeous body. Adi, adi. Snatched. <laughs> For the gods. Yes. Just, so Flawless. we're all wondering, did she, did she forget her pasties? But you didn't, if she forgot them, you didn't know because she was just, just legendary. Mm. And um, someone told me that she said, well, no, I don't wear pasties. But if you're a legend, you don't you have do, to. You do what the fuck you want to do all the time. I don't care about these laws. Mm-hmm. You do what the fuck you want to do. Well, free the nipple. Yes. And I just, I'm sorry. When I was sitting there listening to that interview to post it for the podcast, mm-hmm. Mama was spilling all of that hot tea. Yes, she did spill the tea, and I lived for it. Yes, I just loved yes. it. Yes, she is just. Listen, there is no better honor than being able to literally sit at the foot of these legends and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited that you got to do that there oh. and got that interview. I think it's just going to be one of my most favorite Showgirl mm-hmm. Sunday dinner moments ever. And just for her to agree to do it. Like, she don't know us. And yep. she is just no. so lovely yep. to do that. And I will forever be thankful to her. Yep. That was just And in the amazing. in the workshop, she was like, yeah, well, you know, the Latins, but the black people, they have the rhythm too. And she was, wait a minute, she was even clowning us in the class. Talking about, yeah, no, everyone in here. I can't believe it. Everyone in the class has rhythm. Some classes I have, no. You can ask my assistant. They don't have rhythm. It was so much fun. At one part, we were sambaing across the room. We were all out of breath and stuff. And she's just there, just gliding. And yes, so if you go to B-Hop and she teaches a class, take that class. Listen to your elders. Talk with your, have conversation with your elders, even if it's not a burlesque legend or just 
an elder that you happen to be sitting at the bus stop with or sitting in the pharmacy waiting for for your prescription, listen to them. They have valuable things to say. I've listened to that recording like a gazillion times already. I just can't. If y'all have not listened to that episode, y'all need to listen because she is letting y'all know Mm -hmm. what the deal is. And and like I said, spilling the T-E-A. Motherfucking tea. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Sip slow, y'all. Yes. Because it's hot. Yes, it is. (laughs) round of applause the cpso's for today is i have nothing because (laughs) (laughs) i've been flying around too much to you know even try to think about sewing or think of coming up with anything i thought i was gonna sew (laughs) when i came back and make something i got back sunday and i thought i was gonna start a dress cut it out and make it for tuesday but yeah that plan wasn't good (laughs) so i just i already had a dress that i could wear in case i didn't make that so yeah but mm. traveling just got poor old sepia like tired well i mean so we'll have a sepia souls maybe next episode i think we can forgive you Thank you. Considering what you were doing and that you were slaying for the Because we really wouldn't want me to sew because it would have been all jacked up. <laughs> now we will move into our glitter box. And we have a whole ton of emails, y'all, because our last live stream was Ratchet AF. So we are going to backtrack a little bit on our messages. Our first email comes from Kanye Newbuild2 at yahoo.com. She says, I love the podcast and sincerely appreciate the lessons and laughter in each episode. She's wanted to do burlesque for years, but she can't get over her awkwardness. She says, I don't move gracefully and I don't appreciate everything about my appearance. What would you suggest to be more comfortable when I dance and how to like what I see when I dance in my mirror at home. Hugs and kisses. Well, your mirror is just saying that you're awkward. You're just looking and thinking you're awkward, yeah. but you're not. No. Um, you're moving exactly how you're supposed to move for you. Take classes, practice, 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 practice. Mm-hmm. Just keep practice moving. And so you learn how your body moves and what you need to do to make your body move, how your mind wants you to move your body. I also think that maybe doing the showgirl sensuality challenge that we posted might not be the worst idea for you. Mm -hmm. So what that entails is that you would um, make a video of yourself freestyling to any song that just makes you feel amazing. And then, you know, watch the video We had people post it. If you would like to post it on Instagram, we would love to see it. Or if you're more comfortable sending it to us as a private email, that's fine as well. But then once you do the video, take some time to stand in front of the mirror naked and really look at yourself Uh, and write down, you know, five, six things about your body that you're grateful for. I think that when you can get into a place of 
really seeing the beauty in your body, that's when you become more comfortable with it. A mantra that I've been utilizing a lot lately that has been very helpful to me, um, comparison is the thief of joy. I think when we compare ourselves to other people, that's when we start coming up with these labels for ourselves or we call ourselves awkward or we don't see what's really attractive about us because we're looking at other things as what, you know, we're being kind of force fed as to what is supposed to be beautiful or what what grace is supposed to quote unquote look like. Um, And I think it's really important to find your own personal grace. And when you're viewing yourself through someone else's lens, I think it makes it difficult to find that. And that's why you feel awkward or why you feel unattractive. So it's really hard to decolonize your brain from those Eurocentric beauty standards that we're all so inundated with and have been indoctrinated with since we walked out of the womb. But working on really accepting yourself, I think, and finding the beauty in yourself is step number one. And the more you freestyle and the more you just dance and take class and get comfortable within your own body, the less awkward you will feel and the less uh, unattractive you will feel. Uh, Burlesque really does kind of unlock your beauty in a way, you know, because when you step out on that stage, like I said, you want to feel like the baddest bitch in the room. That's the whole point. What do you think? Yeah. And then if you feel beautiful on the inside, all mm-hmm. that's going to come out. If you don't feel beautiful on the inside and, and not kind to yourself yeah. on the inside, that's not going to, that's not going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And then just having freedom to let go. A lot of that too mm-hmm. comes with it and you get that abandoned from practicing. Yes. You know, it's very nerve wracking when you're not used to moving in a certain way or you, you don't feel comfortable with what you're doing because you're trying to look like somebody else or trying to dance like somebody mm-hmm. else. When you get into your own groove and you just allow the abandon to happen, that's when you really get comfortable. And that's where the gold is, you know, for every performer. So, yeah, let us know how that works out. I'm interested to see what happens next with you. Next up is from Tequila Honeybee. And she says, as a newbie burlesque performer with very few performances under my belt, what is the best way to put myself out there to troops and other shows to get booked? What I did was I was hostess at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be at the the vending table, do the raffling. Um you can be volunteer to be a kitten. Yeah. You can volunteer to help the stage manager. Yeah. Go to shows. Volunteer to do different things at shows because you, you learn stuff and then people get to know who you are because if no one knows who you are, then yeah, you can't get booked. It's valuable because you learn so much. You learn what goes on backstage. So... Once you do get backstage, you won't have that extra anxiety of how do I act back here? What do I do? Yeah. How, do how does this work? So yeah. go to shows, volunteer at shows. Um, I think if there's a particular troupe that you're interested in and they offer workshops and classes, just make sure that you're, you're there for those workshops and classes. Make sure that you're attending as many of their shows as possible. And like Sepia said, just make yourself available to help out. Burlesque is very family oriented in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, right? Um, And it is kind of, it is a community. 
And it's, it is a community also about, you know, service and helping each other. Mm -hmm. So if you can be of service to the troop that you're interested in and and take class with them and let them get to know you, then I think that's the best way to kind of get started. Valuable for you. Yeah. You will develop different relationships and relationships are important. Yes. In anything, anything that you do. And if, you know, if there is a studio like here in San Diego, Glitter Tribe Studios has an annual student showcase. So if there is a studio in your hood that offers that, then make sure you get involved in that too so you can get some performance experience under your belt um, to be able to get comfortable on stage and get yourself noticed. Because for me, I, that's how I got booked, right? Yep, I made her getting the showcase yeah cbf <laughs> like made me do the student showcase i didn't have an act or anything when when ginger and whiskey gave me the blessing of mm-hmm. booking me for their show so that act came about because i got booked for something but i got booked for something because of the student showcase right mm-hmm. and then also know that you know you don't have to be the best burlesque performer in the world right your work ethic will get you a long way work hard be humble be a nice person. That's a lot of it. Be nice, be professional, mm-hmm. right? Be on time, know your stuff, have your choreography together, be respectful of, you know, the other dancers and, you know, just be a nice person. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets charm, gets you a long way, not yeah. just in burlesque, but in life in general. And don't be fake. Don't be fake mm-hmm. at all. It's not necessary to be fake. Again, yeah. you're you're out there being the most vulnerable you can be, mm-hmm. right? So You're out there no half naked. There's yeah. no reason to be fake. Just be your lovely self and show mm-hmm. up and work hard. Yeah. I think that's the best advice we can give. So, mm-hmm. yeah, keep us posted on what happens with you, Miss Honeybee. I love your name. It's adorable. I know, it is. Um, who doesn't love tequila, honey, or bees? These are all mm-hmm. fantastic things. So, please um, keep us posted on what you're up to. We'd love to hear back from you and hear about your journey. Our next email is from darling archer um she says dear amazing showgirls i want to thank you both for your wonderful podcast and for diva devotion each podcast inspires me makes me laugh and makes me think and each diva devotion class makes me sweat laugh and and wheeze (laughs) and walk like a little old lady the next day with the muscles i'm building yes lord oh stop it I had started performing back in 2012 in a group student number, building up to my first solo two years ago. I felt amazing and motivated to continue and grow. I was on the path from feeling frumpy to feeling, well, not frumpy. I've been overweight all my life, and for me, it's been a long time of feeling as far from gorgeous as possible. So I was on this road, and somewhere, somehow, I I found I was almost back to square one. I wasn't feeling amazing, motivated, or not frumpy. And a few months ago, I thought I'd try again. It really hit me, though, during the exercises of looking at yourself in the mirror as if your reflection was someone you were trying to entice. I could see you guys moving seductively, and when I looked at myself, all I saw was a large, sweaty girl awkwardly trying to be seductive. My question is this. What do you do when you aren't feeling like the sexy, powerful women you are and get back to that point? Or how do you get yourselves to your powerful selves? Thank you again, and I can't wait for the next podcast in class, Theodora. Uh, you're such a fantastic lady. Thank you so much for this. Um, yeah, so I 
didn't think you looked awkward at all. Me either. You were just gliding along. I thought you looked beautiful. And as far as being sweaty, we were all wrecked. Yeah, because she was killing us. I kind of kicked your butts in that class. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of stepped it up a bit from the first class. And I trusted you both to take breaks when you needed to take them. I know y'all got sense. And we, and, and we did. Yeah. And we really didn't want to, like, get up off the floor, but we did. You guys we pushed did. yourselves. It was we an awesome class. So... And but, of course, when you're when you're out of breath and sweaty and exhausted, and you're looking in the mirror, no, you're not gonna think that you look sensual or. But see, that's anything. why I did it. The point was to to have you in a place where you don't feel glamorous, right? Because you're all sweaty and sticky, and you know you've been doing tons of squats and stuff, mm. and then it's like, all right, now you know, walk towards the mirror and seduce yourself. And I think the point of it for me was to find value in yourself. You're the same person when you're on stage and all your regalia as you are when you are sweaty and, you know, feeling a little messy or musty or both. Today, Millie posted a meme of Elvira and it was a picture of her out of drag and then a picture of her in drag. And the meme said, if you can't handle me during the day, then you don't deserve me at night. So I think... That's really applicable to this. You're the same woman, regardless of whether you're up in drag or not, right? So your level of sexiness doesn't depend on makeup and, and hair and lashes. You're that person outside of that too. And you're just as fabulous either way. So I think if we can learn to appreciate ourselves, whether we're glammed up or not, that's the key. Because what makes you sexy isn't the external stuff that we put on. It's the internal stuff that you put out. So just focus in on that. And again, everybody is sexy and sensual in different ways. And we have our own brand of, of sexy. So it's not going to look like everybody else's. I thought you looked hot as fuck. Yeah. And I don't mean just the temperature. Because <laughs> it was hot in there. It was hot in there. But you looked amazing. So I wouldn't worry so much about awkwardness. Again, I know it's, it's a hard mindset to get out of, especially when we start comparing ourselves to other people. But yeah, no, you're fantastic. And as far as being overweight is concerned, so that does not, again, that does exactly. not diminish so how hot you are at all. Um, on the skin that you are in, you are a fantastic, lovely person. I will be getting back to teaching Diva Devotions. Uh, Please look out for that announcement after I get back from Viva Las Vegas. Um, I'm switching to an outdoor format, incorporating some hiking. I have plans for y'all. It's going to be super exciting. So stay tuned for those developments. And thank you so much for this letter. I can't wait to see you again and to give you a hug and a big old squeeze if you consent to that, because I think you're fantastic. Okay, next letter is from Miss Pearl DeMorta. She's fantastic. It's about episode 20. She said, great recap on all of your fun episodes. Thank you so much for including me in the episode. I love you guys. Love Pearl DeMorta. We love you too, girl. Yes, we do, Pearl. You're just so fantastic. And I just love being around you. And I love your, I love your snark and your side eyes. You're so fantastic. I also love you with this platinum blonde hair. Mm -hmm. You are serving. Um, because <laughs> she can be the new queen of the subtle shape. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
And that girl has a mouth on her. I live. She yes, reads she down. Does. Yes, I she love does. it. Our next email is from the deconstruction of she. Right? That's the like name. That. Yes, I it like is. it. Uh, so it says, hey, I'm Tanisha. I live in Denver, Colorado. Hey, shout out to Denver. Hey. She's originally from Galveston, Texas. I've started burlesque class and I have a recital in May. Low-key freaking out. I've never danced formally, just at parties. I'm always the one showing out. I want to look good. I want to look tailored. I want to kill the scene like Egypt Black Nile, but in my own way. Do you have any advice for preparing for my show in May? <laughs> I think we all want to kill the stage like Egypt Black Nile yes, in our own do. way yes. at some point in this lifetime. Ooh, Girl, we all working on that one. Yes, so we are. we are right there with you. <laughs> but... How you can do that is study, study, study. Mm -hmm. YouTube videos, reach out. You have, you are fortunate. You have a large burlesque community. Mm -hmm. Take some private classes with different performers. Take classes with everyone. Watch all the YouTube videos that you can on different styles and stuff. But when you're watching them, don't try to be just like them just watch and watch how oh well they pause right here right and they're giving you time they're making it so the audience has time to soak them in so take up little things like that not their choreography because your style is your style right yeah um i think if you are doing a group act Sometimes private lessons can be expensive. So it's not, if it's something that is cost prohibitive to you, another good way of doing this is when you're in class and you are all rehearsing, videotape the rehearsal when you and the instructor are moving together. That's going to give you a point of reference to look at. So for two things, you get to see the way the instructor is moving so you can practice emulating the style, especially if it's a group number, you want to be stylistically in line with everyone, right? Um, While adding your own flair, but you want to make sure that you have your moves sharp and repetition is the key to that. So if you have that video as a point of reference and the music is playing too in the background, just keep running the piece over and over again, right? Whenever you have a spare moment, look at the video and run the piece or just listen to the music and run the piece. Visualize yourself doing it and fucking nailing it. Visualization is an extremely powerful tool, right? So if you can see yourself in your mind's eye doing the piece and nailing it, that's going to help you bring that vision to life, right? You're putting that energy out into the universe of you nailing this thing. So by the time you get to it, you've seen yourself do it and do it well so many times that it makes it easier for you to then act that out when you get on the stage. Um, Yeah, just practice, I think. And another thing... um... My first group student uh, performance, another performer and I, we did split some privates, but we did some just together and we worked some with the other students together. And then that helps you bond as a group. So if someone is making a mistake or something, you kind of can feel each other out. So... And, and, and it's free to rehearse at someone's house. Right, true. But, so that you can get all in sync together. Yeah, absolutely. And splitting a private lesson is yes, a great idea. Splitting a private was, was like affordable. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Good tip. Yay. 
Um, so yeah, please keep us posted on your group number. And if there's video, we would love to see it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us. And um, yeah, we look forward to hearing more about your journey. And thank you so much for writing into us. That's awesome. Next letter is from Pearl again. This is episode 2021 and 22. Because <laughs> you behind Pearl. It's okay Ooh. though. We love you. It says, hi guys. It's been a while. I'm sorry. I finally caught up on all of the podcasts and all of them as usual were great. It's been great watching Sepia travel around and take the glitter world by storm. The questions asked by Von Bella regarding starting a solo act were the same ones I have. I feel like my ideas never make sense once I try them with the song. I seem to have better ideas about my costume than actual choreography, but I have promised myself I will spend some of my tax return on privates and get myself going. Ideas as far as the self-care portion of the show. Ha, thank you for this. I needed this. Products that are reasonably priced that you suggest. Essential oil ideas for aches and pains. Quick ways to just calm the fuck down and bring it all back. (laughs) Alternatives to all the ice cream I want to (laughs) eat. I've been doing pretty well with eating more fruit. You guys are amazing and I love you. Love, Pearl. Okay. Um, These are great tips for the self-care segment. I'll be taking these into consideration as I move forward. Uh, I will say an alternative to ice cream that has worked for me, two things. They have that frozen banana thing that you can do, and then you can add any kind of flavor to that. I really like that. And then also sorbet. You know what I did? And I'm going to get back to that. Cut up some bananas, Uh and I I froze them. Mm -hmm. Then I mixed them in with some of my protein powder, Mm. and... I, I I mix that in and then I put it back in the, the freezer. And yeah. so I made my own ice cream. With protein with, powder. With protein powder. That's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Was it chocolate? It was it was vanilla, but I had bananas and I did it with some mango. Ooh. I'm trying. I have these things in my head that I'm trying to do. So I was ordering my protein powder today to get back so that I can be healthy. Because I can't be traveling all around and not be healthy. Yes. We're uh, trying to get CPD. But, but that's vegetables. what I did. And and for me, on um, some stuff, it's the consistency that yes. I don't like. So I just made it so that I would like it. Yeah. And lo and behold. Yeah. And it was ice cream. Snack. It was a nice, you know, especially the mango one was real refreshing. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There you go. And also, here's the other thing. Every once in a while, eat the damn ice cream. Yes. Because it's not going to kill you. No. You know, it's not something that we should be doing every day. It's a lot of sugar and all that kind of stuff, whatever, whatever. But oh, go buy those little uh, mini things of ice cream. Yeah, those are good. Halo Top is also really mm-hmm. good, too. Yeah, there are all alternatives, but every once in a while, you need to let yourself have the mm-hmm. real thing because you fucking deserve. Eat the cake, anime. <laughs> Okay. As far as your thing with the song choice, I think privates are a great way to go. Also with music, it's like sometimes if you are feeling a little funny about a song, listen to it a bunch of times. And then if it still doesn't feel right, then let it go and maybe come back to it. Right. Coco was talking to us when we had our musicality episode about if a song doesn't hit her, in the right way in the first few 
bars or whatever, mm-hmm. then she knows it's not the right one. Mm-hmm. So you being costume minded though, first is like Eva. You know, mm-hmm. Eva is is always, you know, looking at construction of costumes and things like that. So, you know, music might come second to her and that's fine. Everybody's process is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding for me now, I'm getting costume ideas before music ideas too, which is weird. So, yeah, I think it will all come together in the way that it's supposed to come together. And you doing privates with different folks, I think, is the best way to go. Yeah, and on that, it doesn't matter which way you do it. It could, for different acts, it's different things. I have one act, my green light act, I saw the costume Mm -hmm. that I wanted when I saw this one fabric. And so a lot of times... I I see the costume first, but sometimes I really feel the music. And then I try to figure out what the costume costume is to go with it. And sometimes you just have a block like Ruby Rod. I could not think of choreography for that at all. I was struggling with that. Yeah. And, but it'll, it'll come together. It all comes together. And then I also think too, like, um, And this is something that Sepia has been trying to instill in me. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time it hits the stage. Acts evolve. It's not a one and done thing. You're making an investment, right? Costumes are an investment. It's an investment in your time. It's a financial investment. So when you build a costume, you know, that costume is going to be with you. That act is going to be with you. So the act is going to evolve. The song may even change. Mm -hmm. The choreography might change, right? But just know that whatever you do is a part of the process and it's good because the process is, is, is the whole point, right? Like eventually you'll get to something that you really love, but even when you get to that point, it's still going to evolve because if the one thing that we know in life that's guaranteed is change and you don't want to get in a place where you get stagnant, you always want to be pushing to get better and to evolve. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, yeah, you're on the right track, girl. You're the Mary Poppins of burlesque. You're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see you up there shaking it in your solo debut. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Whenever it happens, I'm excited. Okay, and also just a shout out to Harley Holladoll. She is now a patron on our Patreon page. So we're super excited for your donation. And just thank you, thank you, thank you. We have some big things that we want to do going forward so um always appreciative for anybody who reaches out to us via patreon cp and i have a lot of stuff that we're trying to do and um we just appreciate any donations that you guys can toss our way um i would love to get my butt over to uh see you at behoff and also i'm trying to scrape to get to burley con so if anybody finds it in their heart to want to sponsor our travels and sponsor our education and sponsor the, you know, the growth of our of our podcast, because every time we travel, it gives us more, you know, material for the podcast. Yeah. So I would yeah. love to be able to take some classes at, at Behoff. Yeah, right. Um, Ooh, child. Um, and not just be peeping right in the door. <laughs> Yeah, we're not trying to be spectators. We're trying to participate. So, um, yeah, pay black women. Hook us up. Yeah. Um, so just a couple likes that we've gotten. Uh, Carrie uh, liked episode 15. And 
She is now following us. Violet Passion started following us. Tanisha Nicole, hey, started following us. Mise on Guard liked episode 16. And Tanisha Nicole liked a whole slew of episodes and left a comment for us on SoundCloud that was very similar to the letter that she wrote to us, and I responded to that. And then Von Bella and Trista Dish are always leaving us comments and 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 hitting us up and liking our our episodes. So we really appreciate it. Um, if you could just take a, a couple seconds while you're listening to the episode to click the like button or the little heart and leave us a comment, it's really helpful. Helps boost our algorithm and boost our signal so that more people. Uh, see us and listen to us and uh yeah it just it helps us out tremendously so if you're looking for a way to support the podcast and you really can't you know you don't have the means to financially support the podcast trust me we understand there are other ways that you can support five star reviews on itunes and liking us on soundcloud and leaving us comments writing us letters so that we have stuff in the glitter box to share all of these things are ways that you can support the podcast that don't cost you a thing Um, So thank you so much for all of these letters. We're super excited to hear what you guys send us next so that we can share with you all. And now we're going to move on to our PhD in Slayology. And this week, it is none other than the one and only Miss Millie Marie. Yes, Mama Peach herself. Mm -hmm. Um, Miss Millie Marie is the bless your heart burlesque boss and San Diego's curviest belle. Uh, She is the Disneyland cupcake of burlesque. She is the founder and producer of Bless Your Heart Burlesque. And she is just, I don't even know. She's just peachy keen. Yes, she is. She's just a lovely (laughs) person. She scooped me up. And took me into her group, into her troop, and just loved all over me. And I'm super grateful. And we just love you, Millie. You encourage us all. You support us all. You are truly a pillar in the burlesque community. You are super successful in your own right as a solo artist. You are booked as fuck, busy mm-hmm. as fuck. Yes. Um, you help animals in your muggle life. You're just... I mean, you're the bomb.com. I don't yes, even know what else is. to say. You are. And you, I mean, you just let us be us. Yeah. Everyone in, in the truth. You let us be as individual as we want to be. You keep us in line with your little bell that you ring yes. when we talk too much. Because all <laughs> of us talk entirely too much and get carried away. And you ring that bell. Ring my bell. And get us back in line, and we we appreciate you. Yeah. You're just the best. You are. And just giving us the creative freedom to be able to express ourselves mm-hmm. in a place of encouragement and, you know, positive, really constructive mm-hmm. critique. And that comes from love. Like, And not only that, you as a producer have all of our backs. You're not going to let any fuck shit happen to any of your girls, you know? And that's just the other thing, just being in a troop of women that you trust. And that is the environment that Millie has created. Like every one of the girls in the troop is a superstar in her own right. Everyone is super supportive of everyone else. Nobody, you know, there's no like jealousy or envy or any of that 
involved. Like everybody just loves on each other in the most positive way. You know, we will fight you in the street if you fuck with one of us. Mm -hmm. Like all, like we just, it's a love fest and it's so nice to be around that environment. It's one of the reasons why when Millie asked me to audition for the troupe, I was so excited because I wanted to be a part of that synergy and the diversity that's in the troupe. Yeah. When she says peach and every flavor, she's not kidding. Mm-hmm. And a lot of different organizations and everything need to look at how inclusive she is and not just for to have this token person of this right. kind or token person of that kind. She is genuine. Yeah, and absolutely. She, and it makes her troop much better because all of those different minds and ideologies together, you know, is just beautiful. And we learn, I learn so much from everyone in the troop. Like every time we get together to have our meetings, I just, I learn so much from everyone, just being around everyone and everybody's positivity is definitely you, you walk into the meeting and maybe you had a shit day, but you leave and you feel great because you've been around this amazing sisterhood of, you know, glitter and, and fuckery. And it's just great. Like we have such a good time together and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow and dance with you all. And thank you so much, Millie, for creating and cultivating that environment. Cause that's you, you made that, you created that. So yes. We love you, Mama P. Yay, Mama P. Yes. Oh, you fucking thought. Because white people be out here disrespecting the culture of locks. And we're fucking tired. How many times do you have to be told to stop this fuck shit? I'm going to let CP explain what the fuck had happened now. Since this is the gazillionth time we've had to fucking think and talk about this bullshit. Okay. So if you don't know... If you don't watch like our Showgirl Sunday dinner little videos and stuff, I have locks. And I love my wig, mm-hmm. but I love my locks. I have yes. locks. I've had locks for about oh, 13 years. Um, I've cut my locks. I've colored. My locks have been blonde. My locks have been jet black. My <laughs> locks have been red. My, blocks, my locks have been red on the top, black underneath. They've been several colors. I've styled them several different ways. So, on the book of face today, I saw this from this post. Now you've seen everything. And they added a video, how to make dreadlocks. I have to read all this because it says... It's a real chill video. Great advice on dreadlocks. Get dreadlocking supplies from getwiredandstone.com. Follow us on wiredandstone.com. And how to make dreadlocks. Now, first you end, and it says, be yourself. The first thing that I see that is totally fucking wrong are these white hands and this white on white person with blonde hair and these rubber bands so she's on there demonstrating how to lock hair I ain't never seen nobody uh, lock no hair like that before in my life 
That was a fucking disaster. I was so outdone. She has a twist and rip method. Now, if someone told you they were going to do your hair and they were going to do a twist and rip method. No. Wouldn't you walk the fuck out? All the way out. But first of all, you have to have the a specific texture. Yes. To do locks, yes. if you don't have that texture, you still can get locks, but not this made-up fucking technique that she has. Yes. And she's doing YouTube videos yes. on it. She's selling products. Yes. Telling people, oh, I cleanse my hair. You cleanse your locks with Palo Santo. What the fuck? Yeah, no. None of this is okay. None of it is okay. So. None of it is okay. I posted on Facebook because I was like, no, 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 I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. So my, my post was just, please stop the this madness. Yes. There were several remarks. Yes. Several, several, several. So I, and will, they were all very mm-hmm. good because the people that we know fucking get it. Yes. Jeffrey said, <laughs> In all caps. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> I agree. This shit is a federal thing. I do too. It <clears throat> is. 911. This is a fucking. It's yeah. not a joke. It's not 911. <sighs> Kiki Lost and True said. No, 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 no. Sweet baby Jesus, no. That's yes. Good, yeah, yeah, that's yes, how I Kiki. Yeah. I, I, yes, I was feeling you on that. <laughs> Boobzilla says, this hurts my everything. <laughs> I had to comment, 911. <laughs> I am offended. I think this may be an OU thought, which it is. Yes, it is. So, so much. Oh, you thought. Our favorite person, Taryn Garter, posted this gif with this man holding these signs that just say no, and he was throwing them like you shuffle cards and stuff, and it just said no, 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 no. Yeah. So I had to give a little history. And, you know, about about my locks and that the texture. So, oh, and she called her locks while she's in this demonstration. She called the locks boogers and dreads in the wild. I have never referred to my locks as boogers or dreads in the wild. But those were not locks. Like you no, said, they those are matted. Those, those are those strands are of hair. Matte locks. Matte and, locks. Uh, and... I know because of the texture of my hair, some of my locks will never lock completely. They'll be, I have like curly ends at the bottom. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Those, my locks are unique to my hair. Right. Like my hair is unique. Right. And I've never seen this method or, and I read everything. Yes, I Okay. I read, I read everything. I've never seen this method of starting locks or t- tightening locks and... This video went way. This is what you get when you appropriate. The fucking rubber band thing blew my mind. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, Eva May. Yes. Oh no. Full stop. 
And then her talking about cleansing her hair with Palo Santo. No, ma'am. Like, you are able... You Listen, people shampoo their locks. That's the thing. And this whole idea of locks being dirty or unkempt or things of that nature, those things come from folks like this. But then those stereotypes don't get put onto people like her. Those the, When she does it, it's cool and trendy, right? But when black people come, or, you know, or... Or brown people come into spaces with locks were discriminated against for them. And also recently, it was also stated that it was legally okay for businesses to discriminate in their hiring practices against people with locks. That's not going to affect this girl. That's going to affect people that look like yep, me and you. Yep. And there's some children that attend school that when they have these stupid dress code policy that right. their natural hair in a locked state or even them just wearing their natural hair right. is, is, is problematic. It's not allowed. It's against the dress code. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And this woman is not only appropriating this, but she's also profiting from it, which is, it's so gross. And you clearly have no idea what the history of locks is or how locks are traditionally done it's so inappropriate you know um lily holiday know why wait i know why true girl um qualms galore which is just a great <laughs> name that's a lot of work to look so dumb amen yes ebony delight said fix it black jesus i mean mm-hmm. i mean yeah Viv Click Quat says, why? Because they are still dumbass white people who let other cultures, who can't let other cultures alone and will do any stupid possible thing to take that idea, bastardize it, and use it thinking it makes them look cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry, rant, not aimed at you, just the dumbass people who would do this sort of thing. It's true. She's also selling dread kits. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Yeah, that so that you can retighten your dreads at home and it has a comb. It has a, a, a crochet hook in it. It has some oil that she's come up with mm-hmm. um, and some other stuff. And it's just it's ridiculous. And this video has over one point two million views. Yep. And some of the comments because I looked at the comments on her video, someone was saying, oh, well, yeah, because, you know, I know someone that knew uh, Bob Marley's son and, you know, he had bugs and all this other kind of stuff. First of all... No, the fuck he did not. First of all, if you're black and you have hair, uh, black hair, Lice doesn't like ultra sheen, all the other kind of oils and stuff that you put in your hair. They don't like that. We're not the people running around with head lice. That's not our lives. We don't, we don't get that. We don't have those problems typically. Mm -mm. No. And their locks weren't dirty or smelly. The locks that are smelly and dirty are the locks that she's doing because they can't be dried out they won't get dried you wash mold them gets in yes there. yes and that's what you're fucking smelling mm-hmm. that's not how our hair works i'm sorry and you should seriously white people leave this alone this isn't your lane stay the fuck out of it stop trying to fucking christopher columbus locks 
Okay? It's not happening. Just like Fetch. Fuck off. And see, my girl Bobby West had to repost. She reposted it. Oh, yeah, this was good. And so she put, if you have to do this shit, you do not have dreads. Those are mats, and you you created by massively damaging the hair. This is way harder to keep clean and ensure that the middle is dried out so it doesn't mildew. White people doing this and becoming lazy about maintenance is where a lot of our negative stereotypes about dreads being dirty and smelly come from. And these stereotypes are being added to the racist, Eurocentric hygiene expectation of the corporate culture that make it difficult for people who naturally have the hair texture for this style to have jobs in that culture. Mm -hmm. It's not just appropriation. You are actively participating in the economic exclusion of a disenfranchised Mm -hmm. people. A fucking man. She gets it. Thank you, Bobby West. Thank you, Bobby West. And on her post, she puts for comparison how dreads are started on someone with the correct textured hair for this look. She posts a video, Little Bear Schwartz says, in Before the Token, but the Vikings did it. And right. we talked about that, yes. too. It's not the same thing. Those are not dread. It's a different thing, okay? And we're not going to get into the history of that. Because you motherfuckers can educate yourself if you're confused. Use the white man's Google. It's free. All right? Leave black people alone. Leave our fucking hairstyles alone. And stop doing this stupid shit. I don't understand what it is about our hair. Are you just mad because our hair is so versatile? I don't know what's wrong with them. Stop being fucking jealous. I'm tired. And just leave our hair alone. No, you can't touch my hair. I just, I don't know. This this video is so disturbing. Because mm-hmm. they both look a fucking mess. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mind your business. Yep. And and mind your culture. Yes, yes, And, and yes. stop appropriating. Get the yep. fuck out of here. Do your own fucking research and figure it out. Do better. That was exhausting. I know, I'm tired now. Do you like us? Do you love us? Do, do you, you want, want more, more of us? us? You know you do. And we know how you can help us continue serving up all this hot, burly goodness every week. Because we cannot slay on glitter and rhinestones alone. Please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash showgirl sunday dinner if you want to donate monthly you can support the sgsd crew for only two dollars per month we also accept donations via paypal at www.paypal.me backslash showgirl sunday dinner please donate to the sparkle and shine fund today we appreciate all your love and support body rolls (laughs) now we're going to go ahead and move into our dine and dish segment and we're going to feel better after this because it's all about gratitude so this episode is titled gratitude is the attitude and uh the reason why we decided to do this is because we have had some amazing shit happening in our lives recently and that's only four months into the I year. mean, it's only April. And shit is just popping, okay? And I just feel... I can't... I, I don't have words to express how thankful I am. I am overwhelmed. But again, like I've said before, I have the best kind of fucking problems. You know, I'm doing my damnedest to keep up with everything. But that's part of the work. You know what I mean? Just, just 
get getting in step and and staying in line and making your dreams come true. Nobody said it was going to be easy, but it's definitely fucking worth it, right? And I'm having a blast doing it. If I have to work this hard, then at least let it be something I love. Mm-hmm. And I have worked hard all my fucking life, right? I am just so thankful that now in my life, everything that I'm working hard to do is something that brings me joy. And that's that's huge. So that's the first thing that I'm grateful for is that right now I am busting my ass, okay? I'm working myself to the bone. I am exhausted. But every night when I go to bed, I lay down and I'm thankful that every day, all day is filled with things that I love. I love what I'm studying. I love burlesque. I love doing this podcast with Sepia. I am just in love with my life. And that is just, that is, that is just, I, I don't know. I feel like right now I'm living my own personal goals as fuck. So yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. Yeah, me too. Like you said, there, I mean, there's, of course there's some not so good stuff in your life. Absolutely. That's just, that's just life. Right. But I could not have dreamed all the stuff that Man. is Ooh. happening. All the people that I have met, met that have enhanced my life in so many ways and that I'm fortunate to be able to do all the different things I want to do to travel, even though, you know, I may not be able to figure that out. Thinking ahead, I may not, but everything happened has been working out. Oh, so, um, I'm I'm just I'm yeah I'm grateful I'm I'm grateful for all the opportunities um whew, that I've been getting this being the fresh face feature for man internationally yes it still hasn't hit me that. They had one for Canada mm-hmm. and one for the rest of the world. And you were it. And I'm it. I still, every time I say that, I put my hand on my mouth because I just can't, I can't, I can't believe it. And the board, I am so grateful to the adjudicators at the Vancouver Burlesque Festival mm-hmm. um, for choosing me um and they had so many applicants but they saw something in me that they they chose me i'm thankful to the board just for having that and for them um going through the process of even having that position available having this is the first year they had the fresh face feature performer um so that they can get newer performers into the festival because they know how difficult it is if you're a newer performer to get into festivals so speaking for new performers i i am so grateful for that yeah it's an amazing opportunity and just an amazing accolade for you like stick that feather in your hat and wear it proudly because you fucking deserve and you earned that shit you earned it down my next uh, gratitude shout out is going to go out to um, some, some folks. Um, so Egypt for being my mentor and being fantastic and just showing me all of the love. And um, Miss Pearl Noir for being fucking Pearl Noir. I just saw on my Instagram feed that she's going to be featured in Dita Von Teese's show. I believe it's on May 1st in New York. Um, she is just all of the everything. 
And who doesn't love Mama Pearl? And if you don't, fix your fucking life. Because how could you not? Um, <laughs> Miss Die Lovely for believing me in me from the fucking beginning and consistently being a friend and a mentor and a fucking person that I can just sit and giggle and sip tea with. I just love her. Um, Ginger and whiskey. Y'all gave me my first professional fucking shot as a soloist, making my debut at the Sycamore Den and your Boogie Night show will be one of my favorite moments in my whole entire fucking life forever and ever and ever. Amen. Um, Simone Del Mar for being lovely and for taking the time out to have some super meaningful conversations with me um, that stick to me and that I think about a lot. After the Fuck Me Burlesque show, her and I had a really, really awesome conversation and I think about the words that we exchanged often and the advice that she gave me. Miss uh, Juniper Jade, I just have to thank you for being like fun and awesome and sweet and loving and also for um, introducing me to the Trap Witch because I cannot get enough of her and I watch her uh, rising reading every morning now on fucking Instagram and I just stalk her feed and she is so fantastic. So um, thank you for introducing me to her. And then also just the Glitter Babe family. Y'all are just so much fun. Y'all know who I fucks with and I love y'all. And the fucking all the when we talked about this, but all of the women at Bless Your Heart Burlesque. Yes. Miss Hell, Corda Lux, uh, Lulu Minx, Charlie Tease, Miss Butter Love, uh, Pearl DeMorta, Raven Von Scrumptious, Sepia Jewel, and the mother of the House of Peach, Miss Millie Marie. Um, I hope that I did not forget anybody when I was listing all those names. I don't think I did. No. I love y'all down. Like, y'all are just amazing. And I am so thankful to have you all in my life. So those are my shout outs to the girls that are just, oh, and fucking Miss Kiki Chaos. Listen, yes. every time that I have to go somewhere, Kiki comes over here and takes care of my cat children. So she's fucking amazing. Thank you so much for that. And also, she's just a great person. I just love having her around. Her laugh is infectious. And she is just so fun to be around. So, yes. Thank you, Kiki. I love you. So, <clears throat> my list. There's a lot of people. We have yeah. a lot of overlap. We do. But first, I'm going to start with Trilisha <laughs> fucking Divine. <You> because <laughs> Friday after my tech, I'm dealing with all this stuff <laughs> with Sprint. And I can't. Only way I can make phone calls or texts if, is if I have Wi-Fi. So I finished my tech and I was handling that. And then I got the phone and then I'm sitting in the lobby and I'm having a full on panic attack. Legs shaking, everything's shaking and everything. So I, t- I text Felicia and she she calms me down. And the next time I text her... It's the last show, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm not wearing my silver dress. I'm just going to go casual. I don't feel like doing that. I was just feeling, and she was like, you better wear that silver dress. Yeah. And um, so <clears throat> she has 
my back. I just could feel it. And I I felt her hugging me and slapping me and shaking me <laughs> to to get together and then hugging me, you know, after that. Tough but hug. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, I I am. I am so grateful that she came up with this idea for the Showgirl Sunday dinner. I'm so grateful that I pushed her into doing the student showcase. Um, <laughs> and I'm so grateful that, that, that we are friends. Yeah. And, you know, like all friends, we have disagreements. But, hey, we, we, we love each other. And we want the best. And I'm so fucking proud of everything that she is accomplishing and um yeah uh, for, for yeah oh lord thank that's my, you that's my that's my girl mm-hmm. so yeah and i need to thank lily holiday lily holiday gave me my first mm. professional gig with endangered species and i mean coco she listened to me go on and on and on and on <laughs> about when I first was going to do it. And I had no idea, you know, I was just loving what I was doing. Um, always being able to call on Fanny um, Hypnoti yeah. uh, and Lola Demure. And, and when Lola found out I was... I was in Beehive. She's like, yeah, you're going to have to, um, you need to go talk to Die Lovely mm-hmm. and get out there and then go to the park in the parking lot and mm-hmm. rehearse. And I'm like, okay, Lola, now you're scaring me. Right. But, <laughs> but I love all my, my, my glitter babe mentors, Ginger. Oh my God. Oof. And Eva. And uh, I am so grateful that I'm going to be sharing a room with, with Eva at Beehive uh, <laughs> because I will be a basket case. Um, and Die Lovely, thank you because I'll be having privates with you. Yeah. Um, and that you guys are just so willing to share your knowledge mm-hmm. and everything with me. And I am fucking scared. <laughs> Of that four-letter place that I'm going to. Yeah. Um, and Diamond Minks at Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. Thank you for that wonderful festival. Um, <laughs> and your your performance was breathtaking. Um, Ruth or Dare at Vancouver. Uh, Girl. All of the photos and the video coming yes. out of that festival, oh, the, fucking stunning. The photographers there, yes, they were that. I mean, that applied to Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. You will not only have a wonderful time, but the memories that you have. Monday Blues, everyone who was at the POC brunch. We had such a good time. Uh, Bobby Barnaby and Belisma uh, all on our shopping. And oh, I got some wonderful pasties. Yes, I saw ice. Oh, Delilah, yes. And I'm so grateful that I got to watch mm. all of these performers not just on the stage when they're performing but some of them 
during their tech to see how they navigate through their tech. The lighting people, the stage people, Luli, you know, I love you, girl. So I learned how to do lighting because that was something that was that was foreign to me. My life. Yeah, man. Is just amazing. Thank you to Behoff. I too. Yeah. And to Egypt for when I'm calling you and messaging you about that I'm freaking out and you giving me your song. Um because I sure was listening to your song in the uh, in the dressing room, uh, <laughs> Lily Von Stop for when I called you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm so fortunate to have all of these people who will answer my my texts or my phone call mm-hmm. when I'm stressing the fuck out or I have a silly question or whatever, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, to ha- just to have people to respond to a message from you. Oof. Oh, child. We have some fucking goddesses in our midst. We are so blessed. Uh, now I'm going to move into uh, some performances that I have coming up. I want to talk about what I'm grateful for that's coming. Because, uh, you know, being grateful in the moment is awesome, but then also just being grateful for all of the things on the horizon is, is something else. I will be doing my first show as a headliner on Sunday in Laguna Beach at Sunday Skirt. Um, I will be then the following week going to Viva Las Vegas to hit the stage with Egypt Black Nile, Simone Del Mar, and Candy Applebottom. I can't even believe this is real life. Then, <laughs> and... May, I will be heading to Seattle with Egypt to open for her and not one but two shows. So I'll be doing the Science and Divine show and then the Emerald City Burlesque show in Seattle in May. I recently got news that I will be performing at Spellbound Burlesque in August. Yes, yes, yes. And I just cannot, like, fucking... fucking traveling show, girl. Also, fucking Maximilians is, again, like, gold as fuck. Like, she is a premier fucking showgirl. And the whole idea of me even sending a video to her was, like, so nerve-wracking for me. But... To get that acceptance that I'll be performing in a show that I am constantly looking at pictures and stuff and, and just hearing other perform- and videos and hearing other performers talk about their experiences there. Like it was on my bucket list of shows that I wanted to do and having this happen for me in my fucking birthday month. Yo, best present yes, ever. Yes, Thank yes. you, Maxie. I am so excited and I am going to work so hard to make sure I tear that stage to fucking smithereens for you because you gave me this opportunity. I am so excited. Also, just a couple of of memorable shows. Um, The first one I had with Ginger and Whiskey, like we talked about. Then, um, I think also, Fuck Me Burlesque. Goddamn. Being on stage with all those amazing tour de forces of burlesque. Like, it was a fantastic moment for me. Burlesque brunch. I really had to find a different part of myself for that show. And I am just so thankful to Emerald for trusting me. And, and the vaudeville vixens run 
an incredible production. Every fucking time, it is flawless. And that says a lot about them as an organization. So, Vaudeville Vixens is killing it. Your Burlesque mm-hmm. Brunch is fantastic. And I hope to be able to do it again in the future. It is an amazing show. I am looking so forward. I am so grateful for <laughs> Bless Your Heart. And yes, it's coming! Our gone, for not, our gone but not forgotten show. And that Felicia and I Showgirl Sunday Dinner is... This is going to be our first Showgirl Sunday Dinner performance with the added special yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> Blazing Gemini will be forming with us. Yes. You may not know who he is yet, but you but will. <laughs> you will know who he is, and we have something special. If you're in the San Diego area, get your tickets. Yeah. If you thought extraterrestrials, listen, because that was one of my favorite my favorite shows that I've been in was extraterrestrials. If you thought that was something. Wait till you come to this Gone But Not Forgotten show. We about to show out. Yes, yes. We're about to show out. Um, Nudie newbies. Yes, because you're a winner! And <laughs> not just because I'm a winner, but because Redbone is a winner. Yes, and she fucking is. Redbone is fantastic. And Redbone and Foxy Tam doing... That show for new performers mm-hmm. is such an asset yeah. um, for you to get out there. And if, if you do, like I do, go to a different city and perform in it, um, I suggest everyone go and do that. Not necessarily to try to win, just go so that you can get your name out there. You can... You can see other performers yes. that are not in your area, different styles, because every time you step on the stage, you get to learn something. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for that experience. Another one that was last year was... Lola Demure's The Milf Show at the mm, House of Blues. Yes. And I'm, oh, God. I'm Whew. grateful for that because all the love that all the performers at that show gave me, because that was the day that my mom had the surgery, uh, the emergency surgery, and I had to perform. Yes. And everyone mm. just gave me all their strength. Mm. And... If I can get through that, Listen. I can get through anything. And so you you can you can get through anything. And I'm so grateful for my burlesque family. Um because they were they've been with me this whole time. Um and yeah, I'm also you got up on that stage and you nailed it that night. I mean, nailed it to the wall. You were flawless. It was so amazing to watch you channel that energy into something that fantastic. Because that is not easy. And that is, listen, lesson in professionalism, folks. You know they say the show must go on. 
And yes, we have to take care of ourselves. And Sepia could have chosen not to. And no one would have blamed her. But she made the choice for herself that she wanted to be on stage that night. And that's what she wanted to do with that energy. And when I tell you it was a cathartic experience to see, I was in awe of her. It was amazing. And then also, I think I the most in awe of you I have been recently is in the extraterrestrial show because you did two very character heavy acts and on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Because you did the Ruby Rod act, which was a comedic act. And then you did the Borg act, which was a serious act and also fucking pop locking and twerking like completely out of your comfort zone. Both of those acts. Yes. And you fucking nailed it again. So it's just like, yeah, the journey, the work. You worked really hard for both of those acts. Did your privates, did your research, did your due diligence. You were fucking ready. Your costume was on point. Your choreography was on point. You were ready. Yeah, and what and, and what I'm grateful for too is what what people don't realize since June, I've had double vision. Yeah. So I'm when I don't have my glasses on. I'm performing on the stage and I'm seeing double. So I may knock over a chair or whatever. Um, but I'm doing this with, with double vision and I'm, I'm so grateful mm. that I can do it because if I couldn't do it, I would be lost. That's your therapy. I, w- I would be lost. Um, yeah. So future shows, <laughs> I know this will air after the show, but uh, Flop Burlesque, I'm looking forward to Flop Burlesque because I'm on the stage once again with all my fucking mentors mm-hmm. and I don't know how I keep getting there, but I'm doing the Borg Act and um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to do it the second time mm-hmm. so I can... I can perfect it. Um, then I will be. Um, I'm sad about this one. I will be at Lola Demure's final show at the mm-hmm. House of House of Blues. Um, so if you haven't, if you're in San Diego and you haven't seen Endangered Species with the updated costume, and you're not going to be half. Uh, You'll be able to see me there yeah. now. Uh, the four-legged, four-word, four-lettered. <laughs> I am like, I can't even talk. Behoff! Behoff! Okay, so the Thursday night, the movers and shakers and innovators, I will be performing. Yeah. And... Every one of my mentors, I'm going to have a private with every one of my mentors before <laughs> because I'm not going there and people live tweeting and they're like, well, why in the hell is Sepia Jewel up here? No, no. That, that's not happening. Um, so another shout out to all my mentors. Die, Ginger, Eva, Egypt, Simone, Coco, Sky. Yes, yes. Everybody, I'm going to need some privates. Then in June, I will be at Burlesque Brunch. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I have a couple of costume ideas because mm. I'm collecting fabric again. Here we go. Um, 
but I think I'm going to go with something that I can use my new pasties that I I got from uh, Siren and Ice. So, Those pasties are yes, fucking gorgeous. Yes. yes. So I'm, on. I'm just like totally grateful for my burlesque journey because it does help me so that I can take care of the other business in my life. I do have some kind of peace of mind. Yeah. Which is important. And I know I can go and get on the stage and leave it all on the stage. And I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that I've been given. Now I want to talk about my family and then myself. I am super grateful for my little sister. She has been with me through everything and we have been through fucking fire and brimstone together. Um, Good thing we like the heat. We are some resilient little masters and (laughs) we have traveled through some very precarious, scary ass places together and we got out the other side. I am so fucking proud of her. She is such a brilliant, beautiful person. And it just warms my heart to see her growing and, and, and to see her life expanding and to see her expanding and broadening herself as, as a woman and as, as, as a person. It's just fantastic. So um, I love you. I'm so proud of you. And I just can't wait to see what's next for you. Also, um, my glitter husband, Doc, who is just doing the most exciting things. Our lives are about to change in a very profound way. I'm not going to talk about it now. As Sepia likes to say, I'm a silent, or would you call me a quiet storm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sepia likes to say I'm a quiet storm, so I'm not going to say anything about it now, but um, you'll see. Uh, things are about to change for us in, in wonderful, lovely ways, and I'm just so incredibly proud of him and all of the work that he has put in. And, um, and all that he has done to support me and to support my dreams and to support everything, just my life in general and my burlesque career and, and me being a full-time student and, and just everything. He's just so, he is really like my rock and my anchor. And I am just so blessed to have him with me as my partner and to have him standing next to me as we walk through this life. It's, it's amazing. And then also, um, my, my sister, Sepia Jewel, uh, <laughs> I do not know where I would be without her. She has dragged me out of the abyss of self-doubt and imposter syndrome on more times than I'd care to admit. She keeps me sane. She keeps me focused. She keeps me pushing. And she's always there to encourage me and tell me that I can do it. And, you know, it's, it's necessary to have someone in my life. It's also really awesome to have like one of the best inspirations that I could ever ask for fucking sitting next to me at least once a week. Right. So, I mean, Hey, this woman's trajectory and career has been fantastic. And see, this is the thing. People don't understand how much fucking work that goes into what you do and, and your hustle. And all of the trials and tribulations that you've personally gone through and the the issues and tragedies that have happened within your family. As you've done all of this with fucking grace and strength, you rarely ever complain, ever. You are a fucking warrior and it is so amazing to watch you do this. 
And you are the kindest, sweetest, most loving person in the world. And I am just, I am beyond blessed to have you as a friend and beyond blessed to have you as a partner as far as this podcast is concerned. And I cannot wait to see you fucking murder it at Bihaw. You deserve and you've earned every single fucking accolade, every booking, every festival, everything you have done is yours because it belongs to you. And you have busted your ass to get here. And I am so proud to call you friend. And I am so proud to have you as a daily inspiration. And I am so, 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 so grateful to be doing this podcast with you. So there's that. (laughs) And I'm super thankful for our dinner guests and everyone who listens to us every week do this mess. And we're having so much fun. So even when like, you know, the numbers go up and down Mm -hmm. and we get in our shit and it's not always easy for us Mm -hmm. to get this out. And then sometimes I'd be late because listen, school is kicking my ass. And sometimes I don't have all these time, this hours to sit and edit and do all this. So I'm late sometimes, y'all. I'm sorry. But y'all. And and sometimes we don't post on social media because our brains are not even functioning. I can't. Like, this is a lot for two people to do. You know, putting together a weekly podcast and putting it out every week, it is a lot of fucking work. Promoting it on social media. And trust me, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, because I wouldn't trade it for the fucking world. I love this. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it does get a little overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I set set a very high bar for myself. Um, And I get disappointed in myself when I can't always hit all my marks perfectly. But, um... I'm getting better at understanding that, you know, process, not perfection, right? You just got to push forward. And we are super dedicated to this. And we're doing the best that we can. Just us. Yeah, okay? So we're human. So yeah. sometimes if you don't see us on Showgirl Sunday dinner, check our our personal <laughs> there may be something on there because i know i have been slacking i Listen, haven't posted any moon monday i, I haven't posted you know anything moon day. So, what's moon day what's moon day i don't know i'm fucking up i'm yeah. sorry y'all we be what's trying moon day? thursday thursday yeah what tuesday turtle tuesday i don't know okay because <laughs> you know, i'm in my show yes. right now doing yes. homework yes. i just yeah right so we are doing our very 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 best we love you all and we're just so thankful for all of you that stick with us and are here with us weekly and that interact with us every week people like pearl demorta sending us letters mm-hmm. and 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 when we see the girls out at shows just talking to us mm-hmm. about how much they really enjoy the podcast and you know even though like we're not like viral or nothing i am super fucking thankful for the folks that do listen me to too, us because there were some people in uh vancouver that told me oh i started listening to your podcast and i'm like what <laughs> it always Thank kills you, me yeah and sometimes i'm like people like are like uh-huh. i'm like looking at the people yeah, who like, like it oh. oh my god like i can't even believe it like the people who tuned into our lives, our lives yes. it was so fucking ghetto. Away. Whatever. I'm getting the better internet, you guys. I'm working yeah, on it. But it's yeah. just so amazing to see the response, mm-hmm. right? So even though it's like we're not like fucking whatever viral is considered, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel viral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like we are where we were supposed to be. And it'll only grow because yeah. we're growing. So yeah. our podcast will Because I don't know. This, I don't, 
I don't want this to be taken like bragging mm. or anything, but and I have to go back to the Vancouver. You just remind me. I have to go back. When I the energy that the performer left on the stage before me mm. was so spiritual. Yeah. And so then when I I got on the stage and performed, there was one point I couldn't hear my music. They were so loud. Because the people were so loud. And, That's so good. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? For some, I must have went somewhere yeah. because I was so, but I was like, oh my God, this just feeling that, yes. you know, is a wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm so grateful. I'm sorry I had to digress, but no, that, digress. Was, that was a wonderful thing. And, and, and for a group of people that an audience, I didn't even know. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- that don't know about me, only the board knew about me, right. or some of the performers who may have been in the group if, you know, we became friends, right. but none of those other people knew who the fuck I was. Right. And they went up for you. Because you're fucking sepia fucking jewel, the seductress mm-hmm. of Slay, damn it, and you're amazing. So, yeah. I want to talk about what I'm grateful for as far as myself is concerned. Okay. I think it's important to show gratitude for self, right? So I am grateful for this little podcast baby that sprung into my mind because it's really like the best thing I think I've done in like a really long time. So um, I'm thankful for the creativity that allowed that idea to spring into my head and all of the events that happened that were kind of a disaster when they happened, but allowed for the podcast to grow, like me losing my job mm-hmm. and all that fuck shit that happened behind that um, and how ridiculous that whole situation yeah. was. Like, It's just so amazing that all of those things happened and it allowed me to have the best life ever. Like being in school full time, doing this podcast, doing all this burlesque, like it opened a fantastic door for me. So the fuck shit that happened was wrong, absolutely wrong, but... You know, again, finding the way that you choose to react to things that happen in your life. Because fuck shit is going to happen. It's what you do with that fuck shit that makes the lotus flower grow out of the muck and mire. I'm thankful for my dance ability and, and how I'm, I'm able to kind of make my training work for me as far as burlesque is concerned and, and finding ways to incorporate that. And it's not so much the training, it's the discipline. That, that I've gotten from my dance training that allows me to then cross over to train as a burlesque performer. I am thankful for my work ethic, my passion, and my drive because I will bust my ass to get some shit done that I really believe in. I'm thankful that I'm a black femme on this planet. As fucked up as it is at times, I wouldn't want to be anything else. I love being a black femme. I think it's just the, be- the bee's knees. Like, I love it. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for my spirituality, which some people are confused by, but that's fine. They don't have to get it. I do. I don't prescribe to any one religion. I do a whole bunch of different eclectic things. Like I burn my Palo Santo. I have all my crystals around the house to do my moon rituals, but I wouldn't call myself any one thing. You know, um, I, I talk to the Orishas. I talk to Jesus. I talk to my mom. I talk to these cats. Like, I have a whole different 
I don't know, way of approaching it. But for me, it's what feels right in the moment. And it's always carried me through. And so I'm really thankful for the fact that I have allowed myself to grow in my spirituality organically. And it, it, it is what it is. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the gifts that it has bestowed upon me, which are all of these things that I'm grateful for. So yay. <laughs> well, I guess I need to follow suit because I know this is a lesson. Yeah. And say what I'm thankful for about me. I'm thankful for the courage I have mm-hmm. to even just get into press. Yeah. Um and to submit to festivals because I will go and 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 talk myself out of it and saying, oh, well, I need to do this because my bio is, my bio is not right. I need to change my bio. It's always the bio. Every time. It's always the bio for me. And and then I'll tell myself, they don't give a fuck about my bio. I mean, (laughs) really. I'm thankful that I can physically mm. do all the things I can mm-hmm. with my disabilities mm-hmm. and my age, mm-hmm. which plays a part. So I'm thankful that I can, you know, even do that. Yeah. Because uh, some days, you know, I fibromyalgia be kicking my ass. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I can do that. I'm thankful that I am loving different parts of my body that I don't love. I didn't do some of the little rituals that I always do mm-hmm. at Vancouver. So I'm loving myself more, even though I know because of the, my past and not being able to do some of the working out or mm-hmm. dancing that my health is probably not at its best, mm-hmm. but I still... I didn't even think about it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love that, that I didn't think mm-hmm. about it. I, I love how supportive my, my daughter and my son are, mm-hmm. you know, for me. And that I can share this experience with them. I have someone that's in my family that I can talk to about it. And I, and I love my creativity yeah. that is just, I don't know where in the hell it's coming from on some stuff. I love that I'm I'm pushing myself. I'm grateful for that. Even though I'm tired as fuck, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Being exhausted from doing things you love is different than being exhausted and doing shit that fucking hate. You know what I mean? I know. Puma <laughs> is over here snoring, y'all. It is yeah. ridiculous. On my sweatshirt. Yeah, he rolled himself up on Sepia's sweatshirt and went to sleep. This cat. Because he wanted to travel. He's dreaming. No, no. Look at him. Oh my God. I'm thankful for my cat children because they really entertain my ass on the day. So I guess then we can just go ahead and move into our pasties and cake. My pasties and cake is G's Louise. Yes. I had such a great time talking Oof. with G's and the first night I was there, we met her, we like about three of us had on animal print and and G's is there cracking jokes with a little cute sound. Mm. She's such a fantastic person. And 
I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed everything. And to top it off, she did her titty tape. Yes, I listen. I saw it Rap on the and, yeah, Vancouver Burlesque Festival. Yeah, you sent me the link, and I'm sitting there while uh, up in the balcony while she's performing, and I'm and I'm like, no, cheese, don't walk back too far because there was something on the thing. I don't want you to fall. I can't jump down there and get you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't want you to break. She's so amazing. But Ugh. you are, jeez. I love you, girl. You. Made my time so enjoyable. You are everything. My pasties and cake goes to my mom. I've been having some really interesting moments lately where I just feel my mom's presence all around me. And I'm not exactly sure what's going on or what's happening or whatever. But um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I lost my mom when I was 10 years old. Yeah, it's just interesting sometimes when I think about the fact that I've been, al- I've been alive so much longer than I've had her in my life. But the impact that she had on my life in just that short amount of time has been so great. There's something brewing because I feel her presence around me and she has jumped in and kind of saved my ass on a couple of different occasions with some stuff um, or sent me some energy that I needed to get through some things. I was so thankful for that connection that I, I still have with her, even though I can't physically see her, she's always there when I need her. So yeah, my pasties and cake goes out to my mom. Please make sure that you tune in next week. Next week's going to be a little, little different again because Sibia was in Vancouver, and now next week I will be in Vegas for Viva. So there's going to be some interviews and some live streams and all that fun stuff. And then when I get back, I'm going to try and smush it all together and clip it and edit it together. And hopefully I'll be able to get out at least a decent interview for yeah, that episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to work really hard to get that done. And then uh, from there, we have some super fucking exciting shit coming your way. Uh, once Viva is over, uh, May is going to be a whirlwind and then we're going to move into the summer and God only knows what that holds because I, know. I ain't got school. Mm-hmm. I ain't got shit to do but burlesque. Yep. And we, I'm always, show the fuck and, off. and we always say, oh, this month I don't have anything. I get to rest. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get booked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's going to be a fun ass summer though. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Please just stick with us and continue to love on us. Uh, either with your uh, monetary support or via likes and and five-star reviews and comments. Anyways, we love you guys. Um, yes, send us did. money so we can make sure mm-hmm. CP yes. gets to be and awesome. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> and I- Jesus Christ. And I'm going to try to do some um, live videos next week because mm-hmm. I'm going to Burlesque Brunch. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is always fun. I'm so fucking sad I'm missing the peaches, it. I'm sure the peaches, my fellow peaches will be there. Yes. And- All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Mm-hmm. And I will see you from Viva next week. And CPO will see you from, uh, from Burlesque Brunch. And we love you. Bye. Stay humble. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner 
and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags, hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SGSD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website at www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, and our booking inquiries. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please share us with all of your friends on social media and leave a like, comment, and or five-star review while you're listening. We hope that you are all full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glitter and dinner with you all next week on Showgirl Sunday Dinner!